Hello, and welcome to New Matter, the SLAS podcast. My name's Mike Tarselli, and I'm the scientific director for SLAS. And joining me today is a very exciting group of folks, the winning first team. Maybe you guys can introduce yourselves. Cal, Max, Kevin? Yes, my name is Cal Rossman. I'm a third-year student on BadgerBots Team 1306. And in the team, I design and program the robot. My name is Max. I work on the chairman's and the fundraising division of our team. And this will be my fourth year on the team. And yeah, my name is Kevin. I am also part of the chairman's team. And this will be my second year on the team. Okay, thank you for that. Let's just jump right into it. Tell me what it was like to win the 2020 First Robotics Competition Chairman's Award. What is the award given for and how did it make your team feel? So yeah, the 2020 Chairman's Award, it's an award that's given to one team at a regional competition each year. And it is the most prestigious award that a team can receive for their outreach efforts. And so our team has a pretty lengthy history. Um, We've been around for around like 15, 16 years. And so we've won the award three times in the past. And then once this past season. And so it was... Wow, um, that, that seems like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was uh, definitely a very um, awesome experience. I think the biggest part was just like the recognition. Like the fact that first thought that we did the best job like at the regional. Um, I think that was just like a very big honor for our team. And I think uh, it's more than like just the award for us. It's um, more like reaffirming that like our efforts are actually doing something which was definitely a good feeling, I think, for us. Sure, I get it. And tell me about your efforts. So I know that FIRST is about building robotics and especially robotics that do some useful purpose. But what does your team specifically build? And tell me about your most exciting build to date. Yeah, so um, just like briefly touching on like the outreach that we do. So one of our kind of like team pillars is to get other people involved in FIRST and just STEM education in general. And so some of the stuff that we do is like we go to elementary schools, we go to middle schools, and we demonstrate our robot to the students there. And so the hope is that they would then enter in the first competition, either like at a younger level, which would be like the first Lego League, or maybe a more advanced level, which would be like the first tech challenge, or what our team is, it's the first robotics challenge. And so that's like kind of the hope of our outreach. And so we do like a lot of work with students like elementary schools. We're running like a few camps this summer. We do uh, just like a lot of stuff like that. And yeah, each year we build a really big robot. Cal probably knows a little more about that than me. Um, he does more of the uh, like CAD and programming. So I'll let him talk a little bit about that. Hey, Cal, so, what does this robot do? <laughs> so our most recent robot, we call it Hindsight because 2020. It basically and pick up balls and shoot them at a target from up to 30 or 40 feet away. It can also... Yeah, that's pretty much what it does. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, hey, if it's built for purpose and it shoots balls at a target and it gets them in, then thumbs up, right? Yeah, and I mean, for me, I'd probably say this is um, a nice, exciting build. I mean, it's probably the most advanced robot we've done. And I think over the years, our definitely like skills as building a robot has increased over the years. CAD has gotten more complicated and detailed and definitely put more design into programming and thought into the robot. So I would say this is our most complex robot to date. Okay, so you've described a robot that does a thing and you've described the design that work that goes into it. But how does it work? I mean, there's lots of ways to propel a ball in a direction at a thing. So So, how does it work? So pick up the balls. We have an intake mechanism where it spins wheels inwards towards like 
So we use a special kind of wheel on the intake. They're called mechanism wheels. And what they do is they push the ball sideways into the middle of the robot, and then they push it up a chute, which we call like the index, that has conveyor belts that lifts it to the shooter, where it spins a wheel really fast and propels the ball. So just a lot of wheels and motors. <laughs> a lot of wheels and motors. You heard it here first. That's the title of the podcast right there. No, kidding. Okay, so what's a mechanism wheel? And how does the conveyor know how to, how to run? I mean, how do you run it in such a way that it propels the ball up, but doesn't launch it and doesn't have too much friction, etc.? Like, how do you make those design choices? Right. So we have to think about different characteristics of game in mind. So especially with this year's ball, we think, okay, this ball is kind of squishy. So we have to design with compression in mind. If we build a robot that can carry a perfectly hard seven-inch ball, it might not work with these squishier ones. So we design with compression in mind. And like the conveyor belt system, it brings it up to the shooter. We make sure we actually use a kind of sensor similar to that of like a grocery store conveyor belt where it will start moving if there's an item in its like laser path. So we have a detector at the front of the index. And as a ball rolls up to it, it will turn on the index and move that ball upwards. So with that system, we can hold up to five balls, ideally, and then shoot them out quickly. Gotcha. So you have eyes, the laser detector. You have sort of an arm that lifts it in. You have some motion and you have some uh, sensors targeting, shoots it through the index. How do you ensure that it knows how to aim at the target? Is it just that the robot knows how to stand a certain distance away and will assume it will hit the target from there? Or does it look, quote unquote? Right. So we actually control the robot mostly. But we do have automated systems. So we added the vision system this year. So we have a camera on the robot. It looks for a special tape around the target. And then we designed a kind of uh, aimbot. So it will position the robot to face towards the target for us. However, the driving and the shooting is all done manually from the driver. It can aim and move the balls by itself. And how does error handling and exceptions happen? So what happens if it takes in six balls or no balls? Or what happens if somebody right. kicks it? You know, what happens? So if it takes in too many balls, that's actually like not allowed in this game. So we designed it so we could actually spit one out from the back so we wouldn't get any penalties. If we don't take any balls, I guess we'd have to keep trying, just pick up some more. But if there's an uh, error with the index or whatever, and we only managed to pick up two, and we can't fit anymore, then we'll just have to shoot those two and pick up more. And damages, we designed our robot, so it was pretty like structural and tech in mind, but so every so often, the robot does get damaged in play, so we would have to take it to the pits and quickly fix it as fast as we can. And who is on your pit crew, I have to ask, and are you all wearing matching <laughs> jumpsuits? Well, this last year, we actually did not have a pit crew, unfortunately, because there was no competition. But two years oh. ago, we did have a pit crew, which consisted of mostly the mechanical people. So I was only a freshman there. That year, I was not there. But it was our president, some other older students. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what's the most exciting thing you guys think you've done through FIRST? Maybe it's winning the Chairman's Award. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's just seeing the robot move for the first time. Uh, what's your most exciting thing? The most exciting thing for me, at least, was... When like everything like really comes together, when you like see your design come to life, seeing the robot like take on a physical form and actually work, like dang, we actually just designed this robot that moves around and does these cool things. And seeing it really work and play in a competition is pretty exciting. You can like all of our hard work and efforts have finally like 
you know, developed into this one robot that can do these cool things. That's really awesome. And so tell me a little bit more about how you have all come to be in first. I mean, there's, there's lots of clubs to join, lots of things to do with your spare time. And something tells me that when you're designing robots and participating in competitions, you don't have that much spare time left. So why first? I think that this is all different for all of us, like how we got into first. So I will probably like all talk for me, at least our president last year, Ethan, he had like a set up something like a stand at school, kind of like advertising the club. And I saw that and I thought it looked interesting. So that's how I got into first. And at the beginning, it was just like a club. But the more I like got involved, it was more fun. And it definitely provided a lot of opportunities for me to like learn things that I probably wouldn't have done otherwise. So that was at least why I chose first. Yeah, basically, for me, it was more through friends, specifically Max. I remember it was like in a class or something. He just really advertised opportunities to me. I was like, oh, this is too good to pass off on. But other than Great job, that, Max. <laughs> right. Other than that, like beneath the surface, I think like the real reason why I chose to join and stay for that matter, more or less because of like the people and culture at BadgerBots, like coming in... Like it's immediately you're surrounded with people who all share, you know, similar passions of STEM. So the conversations you have with people who are genuinely excited about their next coding project or genuinely excited about, you know, what challenge you're trying to overcome, it's really something else. It's quite thrilling. And for the culture, you know, also what I came to realize quite shortly is that, you know, the first competition for us, it's not just about creating a robot. It's a lot more than that. It's also about outreach. And that's so closely ingrained into our team culture that, you know, that's a really special opportunity. Like being able to spread a passion to other people, like that really sticks with you. So that's definitely something that motivated me to join. Yeah, I can Kevin, definitely relate sorry, to that too. Kevin, quick, would you say, and Max as well, then, would you say that the outreach for you has maybe been even more exciting than seeing the robot move? Yeah, it definitely, like, you know, in chairmans, we always talk about the what and the so what. Like, the Badger Bots outreach is definitely the so what for me. It's the real reason what keeps me to come back and keep on going. Max, did you want to jump in too? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so my experience, I guess, like how I found first on Badger Bots is a little bit different. I actually had an older brother who was on the team before me. And so he just kind of like grandfathered me in, um, kind of forced me to come at first. And so, you know, I'm not like necessarily super interested in robotics per se, interested in other things like outreach and like um, managing the funds for our team that appealed more to me. So I definitely agree with Kevin. I think there's something for everyone within the first program. And um, yeah, I think the community and just the amount of opportunity that it gave is really what made me stick around. Gotcha. So thank you for that. And what do you guys all plan to do? Because Max, to your point, you know, maybe robotics isn't your first level passion, but there's lots of other ancillary things you can do here. So now that you've had this first experience and, and all of the other schoolwork that goes you know, with it in your other phases of life, what do you all want to do, whether in college or further out than that? I'm very interested in uh, business. So I think I'll be majoring in either finance or management, or maybe both. And so within like my team, I've been doing um, kind of like a lot of like just working with people, team leadership and whatnot, and like organizing outreach events. And so I think um, those aspects of the first program have really built upon my interest in that field. I definitely think like working with sponsors and knowing how to communicate with people that are like older with you, older than you in a professional setting, like sending out emails and stuff. I think that's a very useful skill, regardless of you know what field you're going into. 
Um, or say doing so, a podcast with somebody. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and so I think uh, those aspects of the first program really uh, gave me some early experience in the world of business. And yeah, so that's kind of what I'm planning on doing. For me, I definitely am interested in chemistry going forward. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what you know. Chemistry is really broad. There's like so many different you know subtopics, but I'm quite interested in especially like materials chemistry and like things to do with like the nano. And like being in this team, you really get to talk to a lot of people who are passionate about like the same things as you are, and you really get to you know experience what other people what their input is, and just like the dedication to you know critical thinking really drove that interest for me. So chemistry moving forward. Sure, I'll never dissuade anyone from studying that, but, but go on, Cal. Uh, so for me, at least, I'm thinking I'm definitely going to go into sort of engineering, which is basically what I do on the team, either some sort of mechanical or aerospace or whatever it will be. I plan to go to college and hopefully become an engineer someday. That's a really cool one. So what kind of tips do you have for people who might want to be like you guys? How do you inspire younger kids who want to be engineers or be in finance or be in chemistry and need to get started? Well, what do you tell them? I would say more like just follow your passions. Just do what you're passionate about. So for me, that was you know CAD and programming. And for Max, that might have been financing and marketing. So whatever you like to do, there's definitely a place for you in STEM. And no matter what, you can always find something that you are passionate about and want to do. Cool. Any final thoughts from anybody on here? Anything you want to share with the audience, uh, the couple thousand people who might listen to this? Anything inspiring, whether about robotics or not? You know, the first program is a really great experience for people in their formative years. And just like the people you'll meet along the way is really impactful. It sticks with you. And you really get to learn a lot, whether that be engineering, sciences, or people skills. Gotcha. In that case, I... Thank you all for your time. It's really great. Congratulations on the award. Congratulations on all your multifarious achievements with the first teams. And thank you for doing the outreach to the younger schools. It's very important. Yeah, thank you for having us. 